1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: If you're looking for real estate help, you've come to the right place. The official real estate agents of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tune in for the next hour with my buddy Andrew Duncan on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show.
1: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the local real estate market, like we are every Sunday here on the Duncan Duo Show. I have Mike Yates with Atlantic Bay Mortgage, who we announced about a month ago that uh, that you were joining us on the show and and uh, as our new um, you know radio show co host and uh, mortgage loan officer at Atlantic Bay Mortgage uh, out of our real estate office on South Del and uh, you know we haven't had a chance to to talk about you, you know, sure. to get the listeners uh, to right. know a little bit more about <laughs> you. You know, when we've had hosts on the on the show before, you know, kind of give the listeners a, a few opportunities to learn a little bit more about you because they're going to be hearing you for a long time. So they uh, they may uh, have some some things in, in common with you, and they've they've heard me for years, so they know a lot about some of the things that I do, and um, you know some of the things I'm passionate about, and that sort of thing. And obviously we, we have some of the same you know passions in common. Right. But uh, you you'd actually move down here. Where did where did you? Uh, relocate from uh, to Tampa Bay a few years ago
0: right yeah I'm born and raised in Virginia Roanoke Virginia so always lived in the mountains my whole life uh, moving to the beach it's totally a uh, different change of scene of course so I moved down here December of 2014. Which and is that accent. It. You got a little
1: bit of the mountainous, right. you know. Uh, the, I hear it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It lot. So, so it's funny because, um, um, you know, some friends of ours were, have, have, you've been a loan officer at real estate offices. That's been a lot of what you've done. And and you'd come highly recommended to us when you were looking to move by by other real estate brokerages because, you know, Atlantic Bay does a lot of that, that um, really kind of identifying agents and, and then working with them to grow their business. And one of the, the neat things was um, I remember when we had uh, we'd first interviewed you and a couple of the people that you'd worked for before uh, really didn't want you to leave. You know, they're like, no, 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 don't let right. him go. You know, <laughs> so um, so you, you, you're now living in Tampa. What are some of the things you enjoy in your spare time, Mike, things you like to do, things you're passionate about?
0: Right, I love uh, the weather here. Is the biggest thing about Tampa that I love. But things I like to do. Um, never watched hockey in my life. Now I'm a huge Lightning fan. That's also awesome, been fantastic. We're,
1: we're kind of a fan too. Right? If you hadn't noticed, exactly. I mean, you see us at the games and our our ads and all that stuff. So you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, growing up in Indiana, I hadn't been a, a huge Lightning fan. Um, you know, when I first moved here. Uh, but, but, you know, when we, when I moved here, uh, 16 years ago, I had watched hockey in Indiana, the Indianapolis ice, uh, where I grew up and I'd gone to a few games and they're lower level than, than the NHL, but I wasn't, you know, a huge fan, but you're right. Same thing. The lightning, the experience, the organization, the things they do for the community, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I had become a fan well before we were, you know, partnered with them. Right. Uh, now, obviously that's escalated to an even greater level, but, uh, but yeah, so a big hockey fan,
0: right. Um, so we got to start winning some games. So hopefully they can get healthy. I want
1: I want them to get on the winning track tonight. So uh, we've got uh, we got some customers and team members. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, going to the game. So uh, hopefully they'll they'll pull that off.
0: Right. But I I love uh, football, college sports, anything sports. I like the outdoors, of course. I love to fish. Uh, so for me, you know, one of the things that I was looking for when I was looking to move was the beach area. Check. Yeah. Pro sports teams. Tampa's got it. Check fishing. So it has. Ah, you're a fishing guy. Okay. Right.
1: So, so what's great about, um, you know, the the other thing is there's some terrific fishing radio shows. And one of the cool things about fishing, and I'm sure you, obviously being a part of our team, this kind of became a value add. Um, we've got some pretty serious uh, fishermen on our on Definitely. our real estate team. Definitely. Um, in fact, we've got two of our agents who's Husbands are uh, professional uh, captains, you know, boat captains and fisherman guides, and uh, they know all of the 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 spots around Tampa Bay. In fact, they're so protective of their spots that when they post their stuff on social media, they won't they'll they'll make sure to take pictures or talk about it and not like let geo tracking, you know, tag or name the little area, and also not to give anything away. They'll make sure to to you know to either Photoshop or or photo stuff that you can't tell where they right. are i was you gonna know?
0: say i've seen them black out some of their pictures just so you can't see the background. oh yeah
1: they're they're protective about it and i'm sure you know being in that business i'm sure it's, it's important for them and it's actually something we do for a lot of our clients um you know people relocate into the area uh you know we've given you a know, client gifts where we've sent them out with with you know captain mike or captain rick or or um you know um I forget Rita's husband's Craig. name, Captain Craig. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've sent him out with the, you know, with them as, as kind of a gift, um, and they have our branded boat that they drive around. Right. You know, I haven't I'll, seen you know, it yet,
0: but I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, uh, it was actually out at uh, Coach Cooper, had his little charity thing this year, and our boat was out there, cool. you know, with the lightning logo and all that. And, and then, of course, um, you know, so we get people regularly asking him and getting referrals and business from awesome. him driving out of town people, you know, out on the boat. But yeah, we've got some serious fishermen, not just just them but then you know some of the other team members ben, are who Ben is, Ben's has got his boat yeah he boat. was on and he and he is so uh, that's something obviously that our team is uh, has has a lot of fun with and uh, great great passion for so what what else what are some other things I know you played basketball like me I did you know? I uh, I played high school basketball and baseball I actually played
0: one year of college basketball at a small division three school up cool. in Virginia uh, but got homesick and ended up moving back home. So. Yeah.
1: See, mine was uh, I played, um, you know, Division One ba- college basketball, IUPUI in Indianapolis. And uh, I had opportunities to go outside of the area. Uh, and probably play more mm-hmm. um and and ended up staying closer to home uh and didn't play a lot um and and unfortunately uh it was a girl that kept me uh Uh-oh. close to close to home <laughs> and that lasted about 3 months right. <laughs> so you know how that goes you know oh, yeah. so but but ultimately um you know so I'm I'm a basketball junkie you've heard me talk about it on the show I go to a lot of games I still play I haven't played for a little bit cuz I've been sick and and beat up a little bit I'm getting too old to play uh but but um definitely uh have a passion for basketball. What what are what are some other things that makes uh, Mike Yates tick?
0: I love to work, which is crazy. Uh people ask me all the time how I like my job. I absolutely love it. Um I know you've come in on Sundays before and seen me at the office and been yep. surprised I'm there, but uh I really enjoy helping people with uh with the purchase of their new homes, um making that dream of home ownership come true. So That's, I mean, for me, it's pretty much work. Sports, outdoors. Awesome. That's it. Simple. And it's
1: and it's cool, you know, loving what you do I think is important because I think people that love what they do get great at what they do and, and uh and, they, and they, they sometimes don't consider work work. Like for example, um, you know, the other night I was up until four in the morning and then up at eight. So um, you know, four hours of sleep isn't something a lot of people are usually focused on operating on, but I was doing something I was passionate about. There was right. some things I was working on for the company that got me excited. And um, you know, ultimately um, you know, when you kind of get in a groove, you you don't really realize or think about it that you're that you're working. You're you're just thinking that, you know, you're just it's doing easy. something you enjoy. It's yeah. Easy so when like it. so um you know and and I think that's a a lot of the thing you see at our company. I mean, Angel and I haven't built it you know from from scratch. You know, when I got my license in 2005 to where we are today. Uh, very passionate about it. And I think that comes out in how much we've grown and how successful we've been. Because if you didn't enjoy it, if you didn't enjoy it, I mean, and certainly, I mean, let's face it, um, you know, in the real estate business, sometimes there there are things that are challenging and things that aren't fun, um, you know, but that's the same in, in any business. Right. But overall, you know, having a passion, enjoying what you do, I think really helps you do a better job of it. And, you know, I, I told you this recently and, and to all the, you know, people listening, you know, we've worked with uh, a lot of mortgage lenders uh, in the past, and uh, I, I believe you're the best loan officer that we've ever had um, in terms of, you know, communicating with the customer, keeping the agent happy, keeping people happy, uh, you know, getting getting customers a great rate, uh, uh, you know, great service, great fee structure. And, and I think that that... Um, you know it's super important today because there are so many lenders. There's online lenders. There's so there's so much noise out there in the mortgage world. Um, you know, and and there you know so many people got into that business that that that's not the case everywhere. I mean, right. you know, there are a lot of mortgage loan officers that just don't have it together. They do a deal here and there, uh, and and maybe sometimes um you know just just don't have the the tools that you have or the experience or the passion because when you love something and you enjoy doing it you're just naturally going to be better at it you know right. and and so you know i've talked about that on air many times you know in the past about how you know mortgage companies can can really vary and and you can look at a company and see Oh, they have this amazing rate or these great fees, um, but sometimes that may be you know that may counteract the fact that they have bad bad loan officers, right? And and then loans don't close or people lose homes. And we've had in the last week we've had three deals where the uh, our listings where the buyer's mortgage lender didn't perform, right. and um, two of them. The sellers canceled the deal and did not extend, well, uh, and kept and kept escrow. The buyers lost their escrow because they defaulted. Now, right. ultimately, that's you know something for the buyer to deal with the lender about because the lender the lender definitely in both instances dropped the ball. But the reality is, is that what a lot of consumers forget about is that when they are going down this path of getting a mortgage, that they're they they have money up at risk, and and they're also at risk of losing the home that they want. There's no requirement for the seller to extend that contract if the if the lender doesn't get done what they. Right. Need to done. Yeah, it's it's the, the, the 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 reasons the contract can automatically extend or force mature like a like a storm or a hurricane or mm-hmm. something like that. You know some insurance type provisions. Um, a um, you know something the seller doesn't do. Truth in lending allows for extension for certain extensions right. based on notice, but you don't get an extension because your loan isn't ready. You know you have to ask for it, and the seller's not obligated to. And in a market like today, where you've got you know multiple offers and and some instances, and and one of the things that we do to really best protect our sellers is you know when that home goes. Under contract, um, and it had multiple offers. We're we're staying in touch with the people that, that didn't get it, and in some of those instances, the people that didn't get it may raise their offer, or they may convert to cash, or they say, "Look, if your people don't, if your buyer doesn't follow through, we'll pay X and we'll close in five days." And right. and they submit backup offers, and and so the reality is is that you know if you pick the wrong lender. And your lender doesn't execute and close, you're at, you're at risk. And and unfortunately, a lot of times people put all the lenders, and they do the same with realtors into a basket, and they think we're all the same or a commodity. And and they're certainly not the case. It's why like, our company, the truth. yeah, it's why our company has the reviews that we have and the endorsements that we have. and We sell all the homes that we do, and we have all the happy customers that we do. And on you guys' token, it's why you've grown so much. And and so. You know, when a consumer picks a loan officer merely on fees and costs, it it can really bite them in the butt.
0: Right. And that's a conversation I have with clients all the time or potential clients. Just because you're getting the best rate doesn't mean that you're getting the best deal. You know, are you going to close on time? Are you going to know what's going on? Do you have someone that will talk to you nights and weekends? unfortunately a lot of lenders don't do that
1: and, and a lot of lenders are Monday through Friday corporate type jobs at right. banks and then you're, you're wondering about you know Friday at five o'clock hits and there's stuff you don't know about that's happening by Monday and you're freaked out all weekend so they their service definitely ha- is an element to it and I think the ability to execute is a, is a big portion of it too if, if if they don't have the ability to execute or if they fail in executing you're the one that bites the bullet you know there's Absolutely. no obligation from the lender to do some of these things and right. if they don't get it done you're the one that's grow is at risk, and you're the one losing the house. Exactly, and you know they're they're probably not answering your phone in, in some instances. After that, if there's some national you know online lender or that loan officer changes jobs or quits or has you know there's no com- there's not as much commitment from from an organization like yours. Well, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. When we're not on air, please make sure to check out all of our social channels at the Duo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and we're Facebook.com/slash the Duo Show. And uh, we're with Mike Yates from Atlantic Bay Mortgage. We're we're going to be back after a quick break. We're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, we're going to talk about move-up buyers, should you sell or rent your home, uh, as well as uh, some online research to uh, find the the best agent for you uh, after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. Tampa Bay, if you want to know what's going on in the real estate market, tune in right here on Sundays at 10 a.m. on 970 WFLA for the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. So we're back here on the Dunkin' Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan, your host, and I am joined by Mike Yates with Atlantic Bay Mortgage. And the topic I'm going to talk about next is should, when you're moving up, should you sell out, should you sell or rent your home? And, you know, I'm I'm an advocate of both. I have sold my homes and I've rented them. And I think that it's a personal choice. If you have a strong personal attachment to the home, sometimes it's not a great idea to rent it. If it doesn't make good rent numbers, you know, you get into higher price ranges in Tampa. And it, and it really starts to not make sense. You don't get a good enough return. Um, you know, if you're talking about a $500,000 home, the likelihood of you making a good enough annual return on that property is slim. You should sell it and buy smaller homes and smaller properties and make a better return. Um, but ultimately, some people like to keep the home. They want, they think it's going to keep growing in value. They like having rental properties or they have rental properties. So I want to go over, uh, some tips, um, you know, and, and kind of talk to you. Uh, about some steps in this, you know, we've we've ha- uh, got a partnership with uh, Renters Warehouse. Uh, they'll be on the show uh, in a couple of weeks, and um, you know they're the landlord company that we recommend. So if you think about renting the property, you know it's renterswarehouse.com. Um, you know they're a new company to Tampa Bay, but they're a humongous national property management company. They offer some amazing things. We're actually going to talk about um, one really cool thing that they do, kind of off topic, but is um, they will actually buy um, your problem. In other words, if you are, uh, if you own a lot of properties and you're renting them out themselves, they'll actually advance you upfront money to take over the management of homes. It's really the most amazing thing I've ever seen for somebody that's thinking about hiring a property management company or even small property managers that just want to get out of the business. So we're going to talk a lot about that. So if you are a uh, rental property owner, uh, small landlord, uh, you know, rental property management, small company, uh, keep tuning into the show in a couple of weeks, we'll talk more about that. But should you sell or rent your house? Um, you know, if you've got a lot of equity in it, the one benefit, the one nice part about selling it, if you've been in the home two out of the last five years and it's your primary, you can take that gain tax free. That's one of the nice benefits of it. If you convert it into a rental property, uh, and you rent, and you lose that to, and, and you're, and you don't live in it two out of the last five, so you rent it too long, you lose the ability to take the gain, uh, capital you know, gains tax free. And again, we're not accountants. Every person's what's a homestead property is different for everybody. But that's kind of a general rule of thumb. If you own the property uh, and you resided in your homestead, two out of the last five, you get to take the gain, you know, capital gains free. You convert it to a rental and you keep it as a rental too long. When you go to sell it, you're going to pay gains on that money. So that's one of the benefits of selling it. Um, you know the other benefit of selling it is not having to deal with being a landlord, not having to deal with the risk you know if, if it if the payment's missed um you know um you know I, I think also the the hassles of being a landlord sometimes are underestimated. It's not something people want to do. they don't want another job, they work Monday through Friday, and they kind of want to enjoy some time off when you start becoming a landlord. You're basically giving yourself another another job um I think financially. Um, the the benefits of selling, um, you know, are, are better, especially from a profit perspective, in a market where gains are, are rising, um, for a lot of people. But the benefits of renting it, a lot of tax benefits. Um, you know, some of those tax benefits may be going away. Uh, there's a lot of debate right now over what's going to happen. Um, the, there are also, um, you know, benefits of the, the return that you can get. Um, I think that's a to me that's a big d- determiner for whether or not you keep it as a rental. Is what kind of return can it get? Um, is its it is it five percent? you know six percent? The, the bigger it is, you know if you're talking a 10, 12 percent return, you may not be able to beat that in the market or with any kind of guarantee fund with the tax benefits, maybe you do keep it as a rental. The more the higher the price it is, the harder it is to keep as a rental. Um, you know so the, the other thing that comes into play though, um, appreciation. I've seen a lot of people keep rental properties based on appreciation and that's a risk. If the property you know so their opinion of whether or not it's a good investment is the the, the value going up. If the value stops going up, then they're losing money. So I'm not a big fan of of owning rental property for the basis of appreciation. I own it and we own a lot of it um, but I own it for the purpose of of you know cap for, for return, annual returns based on the rent and the cash flow. Um, however, and this is something you can talk about If you are turning it into a rental and you're going to go buy another home, uh, you got to be able to qualify for both.
0: Right. Yeah. Different loan types have different requirements as far as vacating a primary residence uh, and renting it to purchase a new home. Kind of the general rule of thumb, though, is to be able to afford essentially two mortgage payments. Uh, Because if you can't offset the one that you're going to rent, or if you don't rent it prior to leaving, you know, a lot of people intend to rent a home. But they close on their new home before they attempt to rent it out. Correct. general rule of thumb, want to make sure that you qualify for both, for both payments.
1: mortgage payments. You got to have enough income to qualify. One other caveat, what used to happen is people used to be able to count that income, the rental income to offset the cost. Right. Um, but they stopped doing that for, I think you had to rent it for 12 months before you could start counting it as income. It had to be converted to a rental for a period. And every lender is different, but I know that's kind of a rule right. of thumb. Um, you know, So if you've owned rental property and you can show income on them, then that's acceptable. But if you're converting a property to a rental, for the first time and it was your primary there's a little bit more burden of proof in terms of income and qualification
0: right. and some of that is loan specific too for you know fha va conventional they all have are a different little different guidelines. yeah so, but that's
1: kind of the, the rule of thumb more or less is you have to be prepared to to have enough income to, to, right. to qualify uh even if the property's not yet rented because what was happening is people were drawing up fake leases I oh, mean, yeah. you had all kinds of scams going on right. back in the day where we'd look at stuff and be like you know, yeah, okay. You rented it already. You know, all right. right, right. You know. It would so, be
0: very easy to manipulate a lease agreement.
1: Correct. So, well, again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, uh, and uh, we're going to be. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. And um, you know, make sure to check out Tampa Bayhousevalue.com if you're thinking about selling your home and you're curious about your home's value. Again, that's Tampa dot com. And we'll be back after a quick break here on nine seventy WFLA. <laughs>
0: Now we're back with the official real estate agents of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the best realtors in Tampa Bay. Andrew Duncan on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show.
1: So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show on 970 WFLA. Uh, I'm Andrew Duncan, joined by Mike Gates with Atlantic Debate Mortgage uh, and the, the topic I want to get to next is something we run into uh, a lot, because there's no such thing as a perfect home inspection. Uh, having sold thousands of homes, and um, I think we're approaching... Um, a half a billion dollars in real estate wow. sold. Now I think Incredible. we may have, we may have passed it. So, um, half a billion dollars in real estate sold. Uh, we've pretty much seen it all. And I've never ever ever heard of a clean inspection report. Not even you, on new construction. No. What you have to understand is an inspector is 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 paid to uh, uh, to find things. Their, their whole goal is to is to find things wrong with the home, and. In doing that, you know th- there's going to be a list of items that have to be taken care of. Things that maybe the builder missed, things that the seller missed, old items. You know, every home is going to be different. Um, w- what I want to start off by saying is, you know, if you're a buyer, really understand what you're buying. The seller doesn't have an obligation to give you a clean inspection report, um, and you're if you're not buying um, a brand new home, you're going to expect some action items. A lot of times, I think you have to think about that inspection report as a blueprint for what you need to do after you own in terms of maintenance and repairs. Now, again, if it's a big ticket item, um, you know, certainly you can bring it to the seller's attention, uh, but I see stuff sometimes, especially in a market like today, where the buyers are sending back this laundry list of stuff that they want to, send. and it's a bidding war type house. It's like, look, we got like seven offers behind you, and and I'm sure one of them will look at this inspection report and not care about, um, you know, the the one outlet not being uh, GFI, right. you know, approved in the garage, you know, like that. No one's ever going to use because it's above the garage door the light opener, switch cover. right? You know, so it's it's you know. W- w- what I would tell you is, I would be, I would not ask for everything on that report. I think you, you know, you run the risk of losing the deal, especially in a market like today. Uh, one important thing to note, and I think, this is really, really important. A lot of agents make this mistake, and um, a lot of buyers and sellers don't understand it. But I would say the majority of contracts today are as-is contracts. So, uh, and this is based on advice from from attorneys and legal counsel. As-is contracts give the buyers uh, two options: uh, they can move forward, they can cancel. The, the contract doesn't allow them to ask for repairs. Even asking for repairs gives the seller, and we've had this happen, gives the seller the ability to say you're defaulting on the contract. We're canceling your contract and moving forward to someone else. So you have to really you have to you have to approach that with a fine tooth comb if you're if your agent, Uh, Or you choose to use an as-is contract because the seller may, and again, every contract's different. The terms and conditions are different in every addendum. There's a whole bunch of different FAR, far FAR-BAR, FAR-9. There's so many different contract forms used. So this is not blanket across all of them. It varies. But you could be at risk. You know, if if they're asking for repairs, the contract may not allow for it. So make sure you read the contract. Right. Some people don't read it, you know, read it, like know what you're signing. Uh, they sign it. And then when something happens that they don't like, they, they get mad, but it's because they didn't read it. Um, but you may not have the right to ask for repairs. So make sure you're, make sure you have the right to ask for repairs. Um, now, here's the reality of what happens in some of those instances. Uh, the agent makes sure not to put it in writing or makes it worded words at a certain way, or keeps it vague enough to where they're asking for repairs, but 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 not kind of a thing like we're going to cancel, uh, but we'd really like you to do these things and keep the deal together, you know. So but but ultimately, um, you know, I think another really important caveat to this, um, I I like to think of it financially. Personally, I I don't like hassling over who's doing what repair and then the buyer doesn't like the company that was used or the buyer wants to see a receipt, but the seller did it themselves. And the con the the request for repairs didn't require a, a con a company you know and and then you jump through all these hoops about proving the repairs that you did and who you had to do them um I would just prefer to do a credit you know let the buyer take care of the repairs Then you're not hassling with the repairs not be it done I'd rather put a monetary value on it and do a credit or a reduction in price I think that's the most logical way to go, but I can tell you it's not always the way that it goes i think um you know thinking big picture is also something that's important um you know if if you're um, you know, hassling over something in the bathroom and you're planning on renovating the bathroom, then don't, then don't hassle over it. Why are you going to really have them, you know, fix something that, that you're going to end up redoing? Um, especially in a market like today, I think, and it ebbs and flows with the market. Can buyers get more repairs and hassle more over repairs in a buyer's market? Yeah. In a seller's market, that seller may say adios, or you may tick them off and they they may want to look for a reason to get you out of the contract, you know, because, because, or, you know, you beat them up on repairs and then guess what happens? Your lender ain't done on time. (laughs) What do you think (laughs) is going to happen now? You were a jerk to the seller over repairs. You ran them over the coals. You said I want every, you know, I want you to fix everything and paint everything and make them jump through hoops. And then guess what happens? It's you know February 28th and your lender isn't ready and you need two more weeks. And the seller says pound sand, goodbye, adios amigo. You were a jerk and you made me fix a whole bunch of meaningless stuff. And now you want me to help you. And I got four people behind you that called me while the home was under contract, ready to step in and replace you, uh, and and not. And and not be a jerk, you know, and And potentially
0: get more money because now they've just
1: fixed a bunch of stuff. Right. And sometimes people will pay more because they they missed out and they regret not paying more. I can't tell you how many times that happens, you know, and and so um, I I think that that's, you know, that negotiating those repairs is something uh, that, that both buyer and seller have to take with a fine tooth comb. Well, on the other side of it if you're a seller and you don't have any backups you know and and the repairs that you now have to disclose to the next buyer which is which is yes if they're structural um that that and that you know so if are repairs that are needed and the seller now has to disclose into the next buyer could it be the scarlet letter of the house and could you now have to jump through hoops and sit on the market and eat months and months of payments so it's it's a case by case basis as to who's in the leverage position one other thing I'll I'll say that I think is is um you know, important on the uh, negotiating repairs is knowing what the contract allows. So, obviously, I've already told you about the as-is contract. It really doesn't allow for you to, to request repairs. You get to cancel or you get to move forward. That that's pretty much it's black and white. If you're using one of the contracts that does allow for repairs, repairs are strictly limited to things that are not working as they should. Structural items. Um, you know things not working. Uh, if you don't like the paint, if there's something cosmetically wrong, that that's not an inspection item. You know, a, a scratched uh, tile. You know, uh, you know, a scratched wall. You know, cosmetics are not are not contractual. You you can ask for it, but the seller can say no. That's that's not that's not contractual. Which is again, you know, you get into uh, um, you know he said she said about you know what's wrong, what's not wrong. It's why I prefer to really think about doing it financially. You know what? Uh, how about we give you credit and you take care of whatever you want um because because then you don't have the hassle um and and it's just it's just easier and cleaner agreed yeah and i'm sure you see that a lot too where you're going back and forth about well my inspector says this and my inspector says this and
0: uh, atlantic bay for instance we don't require home inspections so you know we don't want to be involved in that process at all you know the only time that I like to see stuff repaired as if it's needed for homeowners insurance for. Instance, Correct. Or like a, if it's like an appraisal. Issue. Yeah,
1: so so that's another I think another thing to keep in mind because the you may have to negotiate repairs multiple times. Right. You're negotiating repairs at the home inspection. you negotiate you could potentially be negotiating repairs if the appraiser finds something that doesn't that's not considered safe. Or that doesn't meet a lender's criteria that right. would cause a lender not to want to loan on the home. Uh and then, like you said, from insurance purposes of a, a four-point inspection when the right. home meets a certain age. So what what generally, you know, can can be to, I think, everybody's benefit, um, but unfortunately, it doesn't always work this way and it can't always be forced this way. But it wouldn't it sure be nice to have all of the due diligence done during a certain period and, and deal with the repairs right. once and some, have the appraisal done. Some states do that. Yeah. And, and we do, I would say we do that a lot. And and uh, the, the tough part is, is that the buyers will push back on that because they don't want to spend money for the inspection and the appraisal and right. go through the insurance if one of those checks doesn't have something they like you exactly. know so they they spend the money on the inspection and then there's issues that they don't like they want to cancel the deal before they have to pay for the appraisal so it can it can be sometimes problematic it's easier to do the higher the price you go cuz you know if you're if you are talking about a million dollar customer 800 600 you know higher priced homes in our market uh the buyer I wouldn't say they don't care about losing a thousand plus dollars, but it's less of an impact for them. It's it's less important for them, so it's more likely that they'll they'll be willing to do it. And then you tie all the contingencies up at once. You've done the inspection, you've done the appraisal, you've done the homeowner's insurance four point, and you know all the things that the buyer are asking for. And you do it once, right? You know, but unfortunately, it's not always the case. You know, the higher the price you go, the more likely you can negotiate that. A lot of times it can't happen in a perfect world. Boy, it was sure would be nice to have all that done, and then you you deal with it once, right? You know? absolutely. So, um, I think that that's something that that would would really benefit our market and our contracts. But I didn't I didn't write them, so <laughs> maybe they should have consulted with me because I think that would save everybody a whole lot of hassle and frustrations. But but the reality is is that you know, like I said, a lot of buyers aren't willing to risk both doing the appraisal and the inspection right. and the four point. All up front with the risk that maybe the deal doesn't
0: happen exactly. I have people all the time, I'd say 95% of the time, they want to wait until that home inspection's back, complete it, they review before they even think about ordering that appraisal because they don't want to pay for it. If you know there's issues with the house that they can't come to an agreement on, or the right if there's won't this fix.
1: active sinkhole, they don't want to pay for the appraisal, exactly. right? You know, but at the same time, you still could, You still, I think in today's market, if you had the right professionals on your side and you said hey look i'm going you know I'm going drive a lot of business to you, but I need you to be able to hit these timelines you know inspection day five, appraisal day ten right four point day thirteen the contingencies are due fifth day fifteen you know, I think it could be done it's just the tough part is when our market gets really busy it's hard for some of those people to to get that stuff done in five days so, Right? You know, we've had you know when it's hot, you know when the market's hot. I mean, sometimes you're a couple of weeks out for an inspection. I mean, exactly. it's, it, it just gets really busy. So, again, you're listening to the Dunkin' Duo Real Estate Show here on 970 WFLA, joined by Mike Yates uh, with Atlantic Bay Mortgage. And, um, you know, we, we've we talked about uh, whether or not you should sell or rent your house. We've talked, uh, we, we gave everybody a little introduction about who Mike Yates is and a little bit more about him. Um, we've also talked about, um, you know, kind of home inspections, negotiating home inspections and, um, you know, kind of the ins and outs of that, uh, when we aren't on air, make sure to check out all of our socials. If you're searching uh, for homes on the market, make sure to go to search tampa.com Again, that is search tampa.com You can see the entire market. You can see all of our listings and featured properties. Uh, I do have one buyer that I want to talk about real quick. Zach is looking for, uh, clear something in Clearwater beach, a condo up to $300,000, uh, using it as a vacation home, cash buyer, uh, condo fees under $700 a month, 2-2 uh, with a community pool and pet-friendly. Uh, so, if you have something that fits that that isn't on the market, he's seen everything that's on MLS, please do reach out and contact us. Again, Clearwater Beach, up to $300,000 uh, looking uh, cash buyer looking for a condo as close to Clearwater Beach as possible to two, two uh, HOA fees under $700 a month and pet-friendly. So, we'll be back after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show, continuing our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market.
0: Hey, back with Andrew hosting the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show on 970 AM WFLA.
1: The real estate expert in Tampa, Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo, 10 AM on 970 WFLA. We're back here on the Dunkin' Duo show with Mike Yates from Atlantic Bay Mortgage. I am Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo. And I want to talk about, uh, we're inviting out some people out to a charity event that Atlantic Bay, uh, is supporting and, and we are as well. I know I've talked on the show before about our foundation, our commitment to charity. We sh- we support, uh, six or seven local charities with our foundation. And, uh, we hope to give $150,000 to charity this year. So, uh, by blessing us with your business, we're making sure to, uh, bless those in need. Uh, this year. So um, Atlantic Bay hosting the um, MS Walk.
0: Right, yeah. So Atlantic Bay has always been a huge supporter of MS. It's a charity that hits home with our company. Um, so we're, you know, ha- having a team in the walk, but we're also, of course, fundraising as well. So wanted to invite everyone out on March 9th to uh, Brass Tap in Carrollwood from 5 to 9. Uh, they've agreed to donate 10% of all sales uh, to our team for the walk. Um, we're calling it for pints for purpose, so we'd just love to get as many people out there as possible, so we can raise a lot of money for this charity.
1: We're going to send an email to our database to to uh let everybody know about it as well. We're going to be supporting it. I know that um, we've reached out to the Lightning, and they're going to give um you know they're going to give some items for an auction type uh, thing that we can do that we can auction off, so uh, to help you know to help raise the money. And what I can do too is I can post the links. So if you follow us on all of our show, our, our social, and it's funny <laughs> Veronica from. Uh, QYK this week was uh, reading one of our commercials. And she totally butchered the commercial and she could not <laughs> say offices. She was like offices. Like it was, it was really funny. Uh, it reminded me of my blooper reel that, uh, that I recorded a, a couple of years ago seen, where I was, was here good. and I, I'm butchering everything. And, <laughs> and, uh, so, so anyway, um, you know, we're going to support it. we will I'll put the links to, uh, the invite and some information on our social channels. So follow us at the Duncan duo, uh, Twitter and, uh, Facebook.com slash the Duncan duo show. So I'll put that out there so people can, uh, you know, people can RSVP or people can financially support. I know some of our team members are going to be participating and raising right. funds. So, um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it again over the next um, month and a week, five or six weeks uh, right. before the event. So, um, the thing I'm going to leave you with today, uh, the last topic I want to talk about is uh you know doing research uh on the real estate agent are going to hire i think is really really important and um you know looking at their reviews looking at the testimonials i mean at our company we've got thousands of online reviews uh we've got a handful of bad ones you know just like i think any time um you know you, you do the number of sales uh that we do there are going to be things that that unfortunately happen in the real estate business and and certainly there's a lot of things Uh, in our reviews that we didn't have any control over things that title companies or mortgage companies do that the realtor always gets blamed for. Um, But nonetheless, uh, really do your research, Google, read, read companies, reviews, um, you know, and, and I think if you do that on us, uh, it'll be pretty painfully clear the results that we get for our clients and the number of of people that we serve um, in in the, in our, in our business, um, you know, with the ratings that we have and, and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that's really important, you know, and you can do that in a lot of different places. But here's the key, and I think this is really important. Don't just trust one source. Um, there there are unfortunately ways for companies to manipulate one specific source. So, you know, it's just like, you know, when you get a referral for somebody or or you check references, check more than one. So if you go to Google and see reviews, go to another, go to Zillow, go to Yelp, go to realtor.com, you know, go to some other places and check them out in other places and make sure they're just as consistently solid um, in those other places. I think that helps you valid, validate and vet out the person. There's so much information online today about how many you know homes people sell. I can't tell you how many times... I've, I've come across like listing packets from other agents where they talk about, you know, their rankings and how many homes they've sold. And then you look them up and it's, it's not, you know, most of that can be proved today. If someone tells you that they're the number one, this or number one, that, uh, Google them and look up their profiles on, you know, realtor.com, Zillow, Trulia, um, you know, Google, uh, you know, Facebook, look, look all that up. And I think a lot of times you'll learn pretty quickly that, um, you know, there are, it's an unfortunate practice. But but not everyone is honest about uh, where they rank or how many homes that they sell and and that sort of thing. And so uh, a lot of it is available today. Like ours, I think Zillow and Realtor.com now pull our online sales. So when you hear me say you know we sold you know almost nine hundred homes last year, you, you can go on there and see that that that's the case. And and this year when we're going to sell you know well over a thousand homes, you'll be able to go on there and see you know halfway into the year how many homes we sold. And and um, you know I think the experience you gain by doing the activity um, you know, is, is super important. I also think that when you look at reviews, you got to take them with a grain of salt. You know, if you see somebody with 100, uh, really great reviews and then one bad review, uh, to me, that's better than somebody with 10 good reviews and no bad reviews. That's 99 happy customers and only one unhappy one. So when you're, when you're evaluating somebody that does a lot of business, it's just like sports, right? Would you rather have some guy that hit was a hundred percent hit three out of three? Would you have rather have the guy that went 21 for 22? I'd rather have Steph Curry that went 21 for right, 22. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's who I'd rather have, you know. So I think that's important when you're evaluating, you know, an agent today. There's just so much information available online today to Google them. Ours is obviously, and, in, in, uh, you know, if you look at our profiles, I think, you know, you'll, you'll see the incredible results that we've got for customers. So you've been listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We're here every week. Uh, make sure to check us out. Uh, you can always go to thedunkanduo.com. But if you're searching for a home, you can use searchmlstampa.com. Uh, to see all of the homes on the market, search the entire MLS. If you're thinking about selling your home, go to tampa com and get your home value estimate today. Uh, we also give away a signed hockey stick every month to anyone that, do, that goes and gets a home value estimate. We draw one person each month. So if you go to that website and get your home value estimate, you'll be in a drawing for a Tampa Bay Lightning signed stick. So thank you so much for tuning in, and have a great rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay